0: Stuff Podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Wright, and welcome to the long read from Stuff. This episode is called Me Too and the New Zealand Drama School. It was written by Dominion Post reporter Andre Chumko and Stuff's Me Too editor Alison Moore who joins me now by phone. Uh, Ali, tell us what this story is about.
1: The story is about uh, former students' experiences of historical harm at our National Drama School, Toi Fakadi, in Wellington.
0: So that's a bit different to what long-time Long Long Read listeners will be used to, harder news and possibly a little bit more uncomfortable. Uh, How did this story first emerge
1: The first contact we had was from one of our sources and that was uh, in 2020, so quite a while ago uh, to me personally and uh, I admit at the time I wasn't able to make much progress with it. However, thanks to my very talented colleague Andre Chumko who uh, followed up on a post he saw on social media in September this year Uh, we were able to gather a number of other sources together and uh, we've been full on since then.
0: So 2020, that's uh, quite a while ago. How did you get the story over the line to where we are now?
1: Uh, Well, these are some of the trickiest stories to report out um, because there is a significant legal risk, as you probably understand, uh, most of the time with these kinds of investigations. And that means... Every single T needs to be crossed and I dotted and pretty much every word we publish has to be very thoroughly stacked up. Um, So that's why they take months. Uh, And in the latter stages of an investigation um, where we've been the last couple of weeks, uh, it requires a checking and rechecking and rechecking of even the very smallest facts. Um, As I said, pretty much every word that goes in the story.
0: Ali, you've been a Me Too editor for several years now at Stuff, done a lot of stories. Uh, can you place this one in the Me Too context?
1: Hmm. This story is a bit different in that it is not so much focused on the uh, telling of the experiences of harm, although there is quite a lot of that. And there needs to be. There needs to be detail in the story so that... Readers can understand the effect it had on uh, the uh, our sources and uh, and the context, I suppose, behind the story and why we're running it. But this story is a little bit different in that um, it chronicles the change that was driven uh, at Toi Fakari by a group of former students who had um, had some bad experiences at the school in their time, going back a few years. Um, and realised that systems and policies and processes needed to be changed and really their courage in stepping forward and uh, helping usher that change through. So it's a little bit different to just a a normal straight investigation.
0: So I guess that's good, but probably not a good news story, yeah?
1: I don't think you could count it as a good news story for everyone. And some of these uh, former students are still... Experiencing significant trauma, including um, some very significant PTSD from their experiences, uh, I think it's a very good news story um, potentially for Toyfakadi itself, um, which does appear to have made significant change um, since you know the late twenty uh, teens, um, and especially in the last couple of years and. All of the sources that we talked to, or almost all at least, um, were quite hopeful and fairly complimentary about the work done by uh, Toi Fakadi's new director since 2019, Tania Heke. Um, And they feel hopeful, I think, um, for the experiences of students coming through now.
0: Thanks, Ali. Now here is me reading Andre and Ali's story. It has a little bit of swearing and be aware... It contains some sensitive material. Please take care. Wellington's Toy Facardi has been a dream factory for two generations of actors, stage and screen designers, costumers and arts management professionals. It boasts Cliff Curtis, Robin Malcolm, Rachel House and other household names among its alumni. But a number of former and current students have told Stuff that during their time at the school, policies and procedures for dealing with toxic behaviour were insufficient at best, non-existent at worst. Over several years, the group of students has pushed for acknowledgement of past mistakes by the school, and for a broad shake-up of its policies and practices for dealing with harmful behaviour. Their claims have been bolstered by two current staff members who acknowledge the school prior to 2019, had a culture of fear that discouraged complaints and was toxic. Toi Fakadi's current director, Tania Heke, who has led the school since late 2019, says sweeping changes have been made. Those include bringing in intimacy coordinators to guide students through sex-themed acting work, annual intimacy training for all students annual consent workshops for new students and biennial compulsory disclosure workshops for all staff run by Respect Ed Aotearoa, formerly the Sexual Abuse Prevention Network. The school's leaders have also introduced a new code of conduct and policies aimed at preventing bullying, sexual assault and harassment. In response to questions from staff, Heke acknowledged there had been instances where the school standards were compromised and students were put at risk and experienced harm. We acknowledge that our aratika, our only true way forward, is to acknowledge this harder wrongdoing, Heke said in an email, then to create a safe space for people to come forward and talk to us and ensure this doesn't happen again. Historically, our kura, School has not always taken a consistent approach in regards to sexual harassment and harm. We have not taken people seriously enough, and we have not examined our own practices well enough. The changes to the school's policies were brought about by a series of complaints brought forward by students before her arrival, Hecke said. One of my first priorities was to review the processes and policies in the organisation, she wrote, and to address the culture within the kura to ensure those issues raised would not be repeated. The former students say they're grateful those changes have been made, but they argue more needs to be done to protect students after the New Zealand Qualifications Authority found Toi Fikari did not follow its own policies as recently as last year. The former students' claims cover a period from 2015 to the present day and include inadequate mental health care provisions, racist treatment towards a student of colour, unprofessional and inappropriate behaviour from staff, incidents of sexual harm between students outside of the school environment, mismanaged after the fact by the school, Students filming sex scenes with no comprehensive security or intimacy training in place, and a toxic historical culture and bullying within the school. For Hannah Clerk, now 24, the push for change has been deeply personal. Clerk was a design student at Teufekade between 2016 and 2017 and says the school's processes failed her after she reported a sexual assault that occurred outside of the school. Within weeks of telling her tutors about the assault in early 2017, Clerk was told she should take some time off for her own benefit, she said. She was later suspended. Clerk said the tutors told her not to discuss her allegations with anybody connected with Toifakadi. As all her friends and flatmates were fellow students, Clerk was unable to address the gossip, panic, and confusion that eventually led her to leave the school. She said she felt like she had been disciplined for doing something wrong. I was a shell. While her tutors assured her it was not intended as a punishment, the school would not remove the black mark of the suspension from her academic record. Notes from several meetings appear to show an ad hoc process where tutors and administrators made one-off decisions not linked to any named sexual harassment process. I was told multiple times they didn't really have policies in place for this, Clerk said and it was a case by case basis this left a lot of room for error when clerk returned from her suspension fellow students questioned her commitment to the course clerk said she was not allowed to explain and the broken bond of trust badly affected her studies this alleged silencing ignored the special nature of toyfakar where class sizes are small, work can be intimate, and students, many of whom are fresh out of high school, spend long periods of time working closely, mostly flatting and socialising together. The school later told Clerk they could not act without a formal complaint, she said, but she thought her verbal report counted as one. Toy facardi's revamped sexual harassment and bullying policy introduced last year, stipulates a written or verbal report can be made. But copies of policies from previous years show sexual harassment mentioned only briefly under catch-all academic policies. By mid-2017, Clerk was struggling, and transcripts from further meetings show Toy Fakadi's staff preoccupied with her academic and attendance record warning her she could be expelled. Clerk attended multiple meetings with the school, one of which she was called to straight from an overnight hospital stay after a mental health crisis. As a result of her experiences, she has since been diagnosed with PTSD. Former students Miles Knowles and Ashley Williams said they also experienced sexual assaults while they were students at the school. Although the assaults occurred outside of the school environment, in all these cases, they said they were left confused about how to deal with their issues after the fact and found it difficult to get access to meaningful mental health support. Knowles, who identifies as non-binary and uses them-they pronouns, graduated from Toifakadi's acting programme in 2019 and said they felt courageous enough to share their experience with close friends only about a year after the alleged incident. Knowles said they raised their experience with a senior tutor around the middle of 2018, but claimed nothing happened as a result of the meeting. All students spoken to say they're encouraged and hopeful of a culture change at Toifakare since Heke took over from former director Christian Penny in 2019. Penny spent 16 years at the school, first as associate director and then as director from 2012. At the time of his resignation in late 2018, Toifakari board chairman Tim Walker said Penny played a defining role in the development of the school. And he was praised for introducing a New Zealand focused teaching method known as Koiwitanga, a twice weekly group forum where people could discuss what was happening within the school. He left to head High Performance Sport New Zealand's Coach Accelerator program. Former students say Penny was very charismatic but some students say they felt silenced at the school's koiwi gatherings, calling the environment quite terrifying. Messages between former students show discussions about who would be the next to be publicly shamed for voicing their opinion and asking for the sessions to be live-streamed for enjoyment. Sinta Damerill, who studied design and graduated in 2017, alleged that Koiwi became a place of trauma. There was a weird line between humiliation and putting people down for the sake of art, Damerel said. Penny also ran a game called Huia Says, similar to Simon Says, where losers were given the option of kissing other students, or kissing him. A few people did kiss him said one former student, who asked for anonymity for privacy. It was just weird. In an emailed statement, Penny said he was disappointed to hear former students refer to the culture at Toifakari during his tenure as toxic. I strongly refute this characterization," he said in the statement. The high-performance culture I championed at Toi was both dynamic and vibrant, but also demanding. It was designed in such a way to meet world-class standards, and we were proud to achieve NZQA excellence. He said kissing in Huia says was a reputable and widely known warm-up technique, which featured in the teachings of French clown Philippe Golière. At no point was this mandatory, Penny said, and the technique always ensues a lot of hilarity and fun. Penny said four complaints were made about him during his tenure, two from colleagues relating to curricular budgetary negotiations and restructures and two from students relating to his teaching methodology. All complaints were successfully resolved by independent disputes resolution professionals, he said in the statement. In a high-performance culture, different approaches may not be to every student's liking, but I truly believe that those would have been in the minority. Penny strongly refuted allegations that Kōiwi gatherings were a place of trauma, pointing to a 2017 NZQA report that found a high quality of teaching and educational success at Toifakari, including very positive student feedback and consistently high achievement and effective governance, management and leadership. The NZQA assessment was robust, he said, with two evaluators spending two days at Toi Ficati and holding face-to-face interviews with students, tutors, the board of trustees, the director, graduates and stakeholders. The evaluators also reviewed a wide range of records to confirm and validate information from interviews, Penny said. I can no longer speak on behalf of the school or students. However, I'm incredibly proud of the high-performance culture we built during my tenure, he said in the statement. This was demonstrated by the improving performance results from NZQA to excellent in all categories, and I believe our focus on our students was exemplary. The safety and well-being of all students and staff was my top priority, and as the institution's leader for several years, I championed the school's growing culture and teaching mandate. Emma Ransley, an academic coordinator who works at Fakadi, said her journey with the school before Heke arrived in 2019 was marked by a toxic work culture. Now that I look back, she said in an emailed statement, I believe I was isolated, bullied, and disempowered on a regular basis. People had helped strip back and rebuild the culture of Toifakadi, Ransley said. There were times when I considered resigning, but I felt a duty of care to our students. The school's culture needed to change, and policy reform was needed in order for our students to feel safe. Heather Timms, the school's director of acting training, said there was an era when the toxic culture caused significant harm to our students, our staff and our greater Farno. I saw students hurt minimised and their mana damaged, she said. I saw a working culture that encouraged compliance, secret keeping and silence. From what I saw and experienced, many of my wahine colleagues and I were targeted, bullied and disempowered. In a separate joint statement, Timms and Ransley said they directly experienced and witnessed sexualized comments made to women's staff and students in public and private settings, including in formal and informal school contexts. They also said they experienced and saw overt public and private mocking, shaming, name-calling and undermining of staff and students when they brought forward concerns, opinions or requests. The pair said staff members were isolated in private meetings and yelled at and intimidated. Motives and actions of staff members were misrepresented to students, which created division and distrust. Staff and students were told they had to keep problematic or hurtful situations a secret, and essential information was withheld from staff, which disempowered them. Timms confirmed she made a formal complaint about Penny to Toy Ficardi's board at the end of 2017. If I had this time again, I'd undoubtedly do some things differently, she said. I would have asked more people for more help. The reality is I didn't fully comprehend the level of my own trauma until Tania Heke stepped into the leadership role. Hi, I'm Carol Hirschfeld, the head of video and audio at Stuff. If you're
1: enjoying our Long Reads podcast, how about contributing to the Stuff supporter programme You can contribute any amount you choose, and you can do it just once, or monthly,
0: or annually. Direct support from people like you helps us produce the kind of journalism you're listening to right now. Go to stuff.co.nz forward slash support. Marshall Rankin, a former student who graduated at the end of 2019, said wider issues with bullying and inappropriate workplace conduct at Toifakare included a tutor allegedly making sexual jokes. In one instance, a former tutor left the school after complaints about his behaviour, including a time when he threw over a chair and another when he joked during class about a student impregnating another student. Separately, in 2018... A student was allegedly harassed by an external tutor who discovered she was working as a stripper. The tutor messaged her on Facebook, asking whether she would want to be part of a striptease done tastefully, which could go down well, get lots of interest, maybe even some money, according to screenshots. Knowles said there was a culture of reducing students to nothing so staff could work them back up. But Penny said this description was not reflective of the reality and did not correspond with independent assessment or student and teacher feedback. Students facing mental health issues were referred to nearby Massey University, which provided counselling under an agreement with Toi for But former students say Toi students were not given priority. And that toys attendance requirements meant going to the sessions was difficult. If you miss one class, you fall so far behind, one former student said. Another described the workload as 24 7, with people having to forfeit part time jobs to keep up. Ashley Williams, another former student, said school leaders instructed new students not to have sex with classmates. But there was little or no advice given on harassment, safety, or assault. Williams said she was one of the few students of colour in her year, which graduated in 2018, and described race based treatment where she was sidelined, dressed differently to Pakeha students, offered inappropriate makeup, and criticised for her afro hair. I felt super alone and isolated and ugly in this space, where all these white women got to look completely different to me, she said. I didn't learn anything other than that the industry is still fucking racist. Damerel described a short film in 2016, where student actors filmed simulated sex scenes, including simulated penetration without the help of intimacy coordinators, specialists who work to ensure the well-being of actors who participate in intimate scenes. In the short film, a sexually themed scene was filmed at night in a central Wellington alleyway, with no security or safety screens, which meant intoxicated members of the public could observe and approach the actors. Arts Intimacy Coordinator and Equity New Zealand Vice President Tandy Wright said sex scenes required incredible care. Intimacy coordination needs the same level of care as a stunt scene, she said, because there's inherent danger in these scenes. It might be physical danger or it might be emotional. Wright said her colleague Jennifer Ward-Leland had been contracted to hold intimacy workshops at Toifakare since 2020. Equity New Zealand developed intimacy guidelines for the industry and this year received $65,000 from WorkSafe to develop Respect Workshops for live theatre. Heather Timms said Toifakare worked over the past three years to put strong, accessible and comprehensive processes and procedures in place. There is still work to be done, she said, but we are absolutely standing with integrity and have made clear and impactful change. Tims said a culture of fear previously existed at Toi which affected students' willingness to lay formal complaints. Students were afraid about potential repercussions, she said. Hannah Clerk was asked to leave Toyfecarde in mid-2017 after she failed an assignment and tutors voiced concern over her attendance. Her attempt to reapply for the following year was unsuccessful. Clerk said the circumstances under which she left the school and the secrecy that surrounded it continues to affect her career in the screen industry. I can't go on a film set without the topic of toy coming up, she said, or worrying I might bump into someone from toy. I have danced around the subject for years, and I think it's time I did something about it, or I'll just wonder forever. In 2018, after talking to other students with concerns about the school's culture, Clerk began to research sexual harassment prevention policies at universities and re-engaged with her former teachers, seeking change. We all had to step up to the plate and educate ourselves, she said, which shouldn't have been our responsibility, to go to drama school and get an education on policy reform the group asked for meetings with Toifakadi tutors and discussed involving sector experts. An initial meeting was held in May 2018, but the process stalled. Two of the students subsequently lodged formal complaints about their experiences of sexual assault. In October 2018, experts from Sexual Harm Counselling Service Wellington Help wrote to the school with recommendations. Those included training staff on dealing with disclosures and holding sex and ethics sessions for students, appointing a staff member to deal with all complaints of sexual harm, investing in an internal counsellor, and acknowledging harmful experiences the students have experienced. A sexual harassment workshop was held in late 2018, but male students did not really engage, former students said. In 2019, Clerk's mother was diagnosed with and later died of cancer. Clerk later approached Hecke directly, outlining her experiences at the school. In an emailed reply, Hecke told Clerk a policy governance group was being formed and health and safety conflict of interest and code of conduct work would be prioritised. Heke said the school was bringing in an external auditor next year to check its changes went far enough and to help identify gaps and improvements. The New Zealand Qualifications Authority found Toi Fikari did not follow its own policies as recently as last year. NZQA's Deputy Chief Executive of Quality Assurance, Eve McMahon, said an investigation carried out this year found Toy Fakadī did not follow its processes or appropriately support all parties involved regarding an allegation of sexual harassment made in 2020. After that NZQA investigation, the school updated its Sexual Assault and Harassment Prevention Policy so that a learning management plan is introduced if a student is removed or stood down from classes, Heke said. Toi also updated the clause relating to breaches of confidentiality around complaints, which would be treated as bullying. Heke said part of her role as director was to create a safe culture where students could thrive. The school had positive feedback about its new consent, disclosure and intimacy training with Ward-Leland. Students who were reluctant to attend realised how important it was and students were consulted as the school developed its bullying and sexual assault prevention policies. When I was a student at the school, nude classes for all actors were a compulsory component of the curriculum, she said. While some students participated and thought nothing of it, my year group refused to participate. Intimacy coordinators certainly would have made a difference during my time. The school now had a clear reporting process for sexual misconduct and harassment on its internal technology platform, she said. But verbal reports were also welcome, as staff had been trained to deal with reports. There were also now clear guidelines on how to report behaviour to external agencies. Any report now goes through a disciplinary and grievance resolution procedure, she said. Heke said the school's new values, introduced this year, included Fakafano Natanga, forging relationships, manaakitanga, love and compassion, Ranga, knowledge and rangatiratanga, leadership. Many of the issues we are addressing here at Toi are being addressed across our industry, she said. This is a necessary and urgent thing, and very timely. The chairman of Toi board, Tim Walker, said behind the school's considerable successes were significant issues. I extend an apology to students and staff members who were put in unsafe situations, he said in an emailed statement. Changes to how Toi Fakadi's board operated, improved reporting lines and greater access to the board since 2016 have had a significant impact, he said. Walker said Heke was the leader needed to take up the challenging role of transforming the school. There is still more work to be done but we are reassured by the nature and pace of progress Tania has brought to the Kura. Hannah Clerk said her group's efforts were vital for those coming through in subsequent years. I want someone who is looking for answers like me to stumble upon my story and see someone standing up for themselves and not giving in to fear, she said. It's also time for Toy for Cardi to take some accountability. That was Me Too and the New Zealand Drama School on The Long Read from Stuff, written by Andre Chumko and Ali Moore, and read and produced by me, Michael Wright. This episode was mixed by Jack Price. Stuff's podcast director is Adam Dudding. If you listened via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on the Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps other listeners find us. Thanks for listening.